Welcome, welcome to Limbach Unlocked. Wanna know how to bring in more customers? I know how. Well, I know someone who knows how. Caitlin Berry, Senior Marketing Specialist at the Michigan Branch is here today to tell us about a specific way to draw in business and the kind that lasts because you poured a lot into it. You want me to tell you what it is right here, right now, don't you? But I'm not going to. Where's the fun in that? Listen to this episode of LMB Podcast if you're curious. I'm Katie Mystery from Learning and Engagement. Let's get started, shall we? Caitlin, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I gave a bit of a teaser in the opening of today's show regarding what we're talking about, and I'm I'm about to give it away in full here because I didn't tell them exactly what the topic is, but tell us the secret to bringing in customers through events. How did you get started down this path and what about planning and executing these events appeals to you and your strengths? Yeah. So I have been in um, kind of the creative sales support and event planning um, for about 16 years. So I started my career in this realm, although it was in more of the retail aspect, Um, but I have been doing events, uh, fashion shows, large scale parties, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, And the last three years kind of moved into construction, so. That is quite the jump from fashion to construction. I know, it sounds like, much more of a jump, but honestly, they're pretty, pretty well related. No Um, way. Yeah. So I, you know, if you're in retail, you're wanting to drive, you know, customers into the store, you're wanting to create relationships. So they come back to your store. It's similar. So you're doing the same thing. And we're nurturing relationships and construction. We want to nurture the relationship, keep them coming back. So if we've done one project with them, we want them to, you know, to do another. So it's very similar. Obviously, you know, it's a different type of person, but a lot of it can really transfer over. Well, tell me about the type of person, because knowing you and for our listeners, you are super organized and I feel like you have to be in order to execute these kinds of events that bring customers in and even like nurturing, because what you're talking about is there's a lot of emotional intelligence there. So what kind of person plans and executes these events? Yeah, so I think you have to be passionate, um, which I am. Um, organized because the, you know, doing an event, it's all about the details. It's Mm. from small things, you know, invites and, you know, messaging and, you know, decor, it could be food, it can be beverages. It's a lot of things coming together. Um, So it's a really, um, you know, there's a lot of aspects to it. So you have to be able to juggle, to balance. Moving um, parts moving part. I enjoy working with people, connecting with people. And a lot of planning is that. And same with my role here, you know, connecting with the sales team, um, every, pretty much connect with everybody in the branch. Um, so it's really pulling it all together is where I kind of come through. That's kind of where I excel is all these ideas and thoughts and really, you know, getting it to be executed. 
we're going to talk more about that and how there has to be that point person and the team because I am curious about it. But I think people get scared of planning something big uh, or something that's so customer facing, even though what cracks me up is our project managers are doing this all the time. It may not be an event, but they're planning a whole project that's customer facing. So and and our salespeople, too. I mean, their day to day is exactly this. It's just on a small scale. So can we talk about the value really quickly of spending time on this topic or I'm not even going to say it. Let's have you tell it. Why spend the money on events and entertainment? Because that's the elephant in the room. Yep. And, you know, I think, you know, I was talking to some, you know, some of our coworkers and um, it all comes back to the relationship. Like Mm. Katie, do you spend time with your husband? You know, do you go out to dinner? Do you go out to maybe a baseball game? Heck yeah. Nurturing your relationship. And it's the same thing. All relationships you know, need that connection. And we're really good at the business aspect of it, the meetings and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, scheduling all of that. But, you know, there's another piece to it. And I think if you can connect to somebody on that level, that personal level, like you're sharing, you know, a favorite band, you're going to see it, you know, you got them tickets to, you're going to, you know, a a wine bar because, you know, they love red wine. Those are things that really, drive that relationship home. And I, you know, we may do some really large events, but some of them are just really small. You know, it could be just, you know, getting dinner because, you know, they love a great restaurant, Um, Mm. all of that. And, you know, a piece of that can be too, is when we can get their spouses involved or their families, that's when we know we really, the relationship is really getting there. Because, because you've built that connection, not just with them, but they feel safe bringing in their most loved ones. Yeah. And we spend so much time, you know, at work. So, you know, a lot of these events would be after hours. Um, A lot of times they're more willing to come and they want to come if they could bring their wife or their kids, you know, it really helps. Same with our team. You know, we have, you know, a lot of our events, we'll have them bring their families as well. Their kids can hang out. It really drives it home. The smaller events that you were just talking about makes me think of your famous hot dog cart. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, so the hot dog cart was, um, oh, it's, I think that they got that thing like over 10 years ago. And wow. originally it was a crazy idea and it was really just for job sites, you know, kind of just showing our appreciation and it grew into, I don't know, like 10 hot dog cart events a year. We're pulling up to offices, (laughs) you know, people are asking us, how come, you know, we haven't, you know, done an event this year with their team, but something as silly as a hot dog cart and we man it, we get the dogs, we, you know, get everything. Um, It's, it brings a lot of joy and it's kind of funny. It's like just the silly thing that kind of turned into a really big thing for us. And people are um, like, you know, yes, have, hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. And you might not have to buy a hot dog cart like we did, but you could rent one or you could get a food truck that sells, yeah. you know, hot dogs or sandwiches and be like, Hey guys, we're going to roll over to your office for lunch today. It's on us. And people really like it. Like I was kind of shocked. I'm like, how many people would want a hot dog? People love hot dogs. It's so simple and yet such a crowd pleaser. 
It's it's hilarious. Now, was that the snowball um, to helping Michigan kind of grow their events and entertainment, or what? What? Where did it all start? So, a lot of these events, including the hot dog cart, I inherited. We have the Tigers tailgate, which started out with a couple of guys like finding a couple parking spots in Detroit before the Tigers game box lunches from Panera or something, you know, and yeah. uh, a cup, a cooler of beer. And, you know, it kind of has evolved every year. It got a little bigger, more people wanted to come. They heard about it. Um, and the last one we did, we had over 400 people. So oh my it's gosh. just become, it became this, the snowball. And that's where you yeah. start. You start with a couple box lunches and a cooler of beer or, you know, beverages and just you know, every year you can build on it. And we are, you know, have been successful is most of our events are like that. Same with our holiday party. Um, That I think we've been doing for over 20 years um, at the same, you know, Detroit golf club. Uh, People look forward to it. If if they haven't seen an invite, they're like, oh, did I not get invited this year? Um, The spouses, like I said, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll forward to it. They want to come. So it's just building off it, refreshing it, building off of them. What can we do different? And getting lots of people involved. Like you said, it's, it started with a couple of guys who were just like, Hey, we want to go see the Tigers game. And why don't you come with us? Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Now there's gotta be someone who manages all of this. Cause once it does snowball, you have a lot of different events that you're you yourself, Caitlin, are either involved with or encouraging others to start. So what's the time and personnel investment like? Yes. So I always think of myself like it's, I am the, I'm sales support. So I will set things up, come up with ideas, brainstorm, um, you know, but for me, it's pushing it along. It's really like reminding everyone, uh, you know, that it's important and getting mm-hmm. dates on the calendar. Everybody's really busy. So, you know, me kind of pushing things along, um, you know, keeps it in the forefront of their mind. Um, we also, um, everybody has to be invested though. I could plan mm-hmm. the most amazing event, uh, every detail, we could spend a ton of money but if our, you know, project teams and our sales, you know, sales team is not engaged, they're not inviting customers, they're not reaching out, uh, getting behind it, well, nobody would show yeah. up. So it's, I can only do so much, but I, I hope my role that I'm setting them up for success. So if a branch doesn't have you or someone that can dedicate that time and be that support, your argument is, hey, you salespeople, you can do it too. It just may be on a smaller scale, but they can still take someone to a wine bar. They can still go golfing. They can still do some of these smaller things. Yes. It's, it's figuring out, you know, like some of these might not work. You got, you don't have customers that like to, you know, go to concerts or something. That's fine. Find what works for, you know, your branch, your team, your customers and start there. You know, it just something small. Um, You could even reach out to, if you're going to take them to like a pop golf or something, they'll do most of the planning for you. You're just maybe sending, you know, making some calls to get it. So okay. um, you know, relying on that, um, you know, as a starting point. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. So it's helpful to have, you know, to know what you guys are doing, what's worked for you. And I want to keep 
playing off of that because I think that'll help give our listeners some ideas. But let's take a break for just a minute because I want to try and understand the mind of someone who can do all of this, who can think creatively like this, which in the end makes money for the company. So this segment is called Would You Rather. Have you heard of it before? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So much excitement in your voice. Yes. Um, All right. Here's the question. Would you rather? Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or an astronaut? You have to pick one. Um, ooh. I would say Olympic gold medalist. In what? I am not athletic and I would love to be. And I also think that outer space is kind of scary. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Caitlin, that's where I am too. I'm like, in theory, being an astronaut would be cool, but do you know how many people, how many movies put astronauts in these crazy things and they die? I'm like, I can't. Agreed. It's it's just like, you know, I no, not for me. Now, someone listening is going to be like, well, Olymp- Olympians die too. Well, okay, everybody dies, all right? That's but we're not that we're not going to get hung up on that. So, what um gold medal would you receive for what event? Oh, if you could choose anything, um, maybe like snowboarding. Ooh, I think that would be that would be it. That would be so fun. I know, and everybody who snowboards is just really cool. They're just super cool, stylish. <laughs> they really are <laughs> stylish. So true. The astronaut look is not as great if we're gonna be if we're gonna compare the two. Well, I think I mean this is a quick little just get to know you, but I think it says something about your personality too, that there, there is some adventure in both of these, you know, like being an Olympian, you have to be, you have to be a risk taker. You have to be creative. You have to think outside the box. Same with an astronaut. Um, but they're, they're executed differently. I, I think way too deeply about would you rather questions. It's just a curse that I have, but bringing us back to our topic for this show. Um, if you had to break all of this down, like getting ready for an event, getting the sales team involved, if you had to break that down into a list of steps, what would those steps be, especially in a branch that might not already be doing this? So I think scheduling a few minutes with the team and coming together, identifying a few targets, you know, whether it's an existing customer that you just want to, you know, nurture that relationship, or it's somebody maybe we like to work with and kind of figuring out a game plan. What do we know about them? Who's the closest to them and kind of getting some info about them. So do we know that they like to, uh, they love this band. Okay. Guess what? They're coming to town next month. Yeah. You know, let's get some tickets and uh, take them, you know, take them to dinner beforehand. They can invite you know, obviously they could invite somebody they work with, or they could invite their spouse, you know, some friends that always helps if they tend to want to come, if they can invite a couple people. Um, yeah, start there, you know, something small and then keep doing that. You, you do it once you got to keep doing it though. So like, right. you know, you're following up and it's, it's continuing this relationship. And I think that's why we've been, you know, pretty successful is we've got some, it, it could be years that you are consistently doing this and you're taking somebody out. It takes time. You know, every yeah. time you take somebody out, you're not going to sign a deal. It could happen, 
Absolutely. If it, you know, if that's, you know, but generally it's, you know, it takes a while and, and yeah. people need to understand that, that this is a long, it's a long-term goal, consistently working on this and, you know, taking people out and, you know, checking in on them mm-hmm. um, to build up to these events and these relationships. So I can see it being, you know, I can see it being embedded in the entire sales process then. Yes. From beginning to end. Absolutely. It totally is. And I think making sure that the, you know, if the entire team is on board, which I think in Michigan, everybody is. All of our project teams, managers, our leadership, uh, branch manager, you know, Ian's Mm -hmm. really passionate about this. So we continue to, to move it along and um, getting everybody on board, I think is your first, honestly, that might be the first step. (laughs) Yeah. And to get them, the team, you know, internally to kind of go, this is a good idea. And that that's the first step because not everybody will feel like that is worth their time. Is worth it. Yeah. And I remember, um, the leadership team, the company leadership team had your branch manager, Ian, share just how much investment it was, but then what the payoff was and how great it is to have all your customers in a single spot. And and he was specifically talking about some of your larger events that you do, like the holiday party, but getting all your customers there and having the whole branch pretty much there and just work in the room. And you're not being too salesy about it. The way he was talking about it is you're really just getting to know people and taking advantage of the time that you have with them in this happy space where people are eating, drinking, having a good time, dressed up, enjoying the holidays. And it seemed like such a worthwhile investment. I I was looking around the room when he was talking and people were nodding their heads and some branches were, some branch members were like, well, how do we do this? How do we get started doing this? So if that's the first step, getting everybody on board, I think Ian sharing how valuable it is, you know, helps other branches see how valuable, but how else would you encourage people to help them see the value of doing this? Like, is there something that worked in Michigan to get people on board with the idea? Um, I think, I think most of them have just been doing it for Mm -hmm. most of their careers. You know, we have a lot of people who've been here quite a few years or part of the culture for Limbach. So it's, it's a part, it's a part of our culture. We do We do the same internally as well. Um, You know, we do lots of fun events um, and, you know, as a group. Um, So it's, it's really just transfers. You know, we strive to be the first choice employer and a first choice, you know, customer. So both of these help us get there. You know, it's connecting people, it's relationships internally, externally. There's value, value in it. I mean, people, you know, we work together all the time. You know, we, you know, humans crave connection, you yeah. know, and it's, it's gets exhausting when it's always about business. And you were kind of talking about that Christmas party with all of the different customers in the room. They enjoy talking to each other too. They don't see, you know, maybe they yeah. worked on a project 10 years ago and, you know, this is the first time they've seen, seen each other. Wow. Or, that's so true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the industry is pretty small. If you think about it, you know, construction, people move around and they all really know each other. So it really gives them a chance to chat and connect, um, gives us a chance to chat and connect. You know, there might be some discussion of business. Absolutely. That's natural, but 
there's also a lot of just having fun, laughing and talking about everything. And, you know, it doesn't always have to go in. Okay. I'm going to have this Christmas party. What are we going to, you know, what leads are we going to get from it? We don't go in doing that. This is Mm -hmm. purely about the connection. And then any follow-up might be, you know, a little bit more. Oh, okay. So it might be, I think I do. So it might be during a conversation, you might be talking about something with your kids, family, and then maybe it gets brought up like, oh, we're working on such and such. And you as the salesperson are like, oh, that's interesting. Well, we'll have to talk about it. You're not going to spend time in that moment necessarily talking about it because you're there to engage and connect on different levels. But then later you'll come back and say, hey, you mentioned this at the holiday party. I wanted to follow up on that. Absolutely. And I think that that is the ideally how it works and that was how it works for us. I mean, it could be very different, you know, customers could want to, you know, get right down to business. It's at a dinner or something. Absolutely. But I think understanding that that's not always going to be the case is where, you know, you can be successful and not feel like, okay, I had to close, you know, three deals at our customer. Right. We, I guess that it's not enjoyable. It like yeah. It's, it, you know, we just know it's part of the long-term process. Which is again, back to the sales process. That's what this company is trying to imbue into the sales culture that we're, we're hoping to have is it's the long-term game, you know, like you're working for the relationship and that's going to take time. You don't develop a relationship in 10 seconds. Um, so I, this fits in so well with that idea, just getting people together, having a good time, and then later following up about what you've heard and the value of customers talking to other customers. Oh my gosh, like that, that's just amazing. I didn't even think about it. So smart. So if you, do you do any coaching for the branch members that go to these customer facing events? How do they know not to go right to business? Are you just kind of counting on their emotional most intelligence? Of them, most of them know. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. tell, you know, it's, it's not really, you know, where I come in. I mean, they can, mm-hmm. you know, they all just know, I think and it's, they just do, a, they all do a really good job yeah. connecting. Yeah. And um, I think, again, following our sales managers, you know, mm-hmm. how he's doing it. Same, you know, Kevin Detling, same with, you know, Ian. Uh, just following their lead. Um, I mean, I think my, again, mine is my role is really just support getting them, you know, hoping to get everybody engaged Mm -hmm. and, you know, want to (laughs) come, you know, I hope, you know, I, and really making it a fun event. So people want to come back. Um, I think that's always pushing is, you know, what can we do to kind of, you you know, it's kind of making our events like this is a differentiator. I guess people don't do this. Most companies don't do this. This kind of sets us apart. What are some of the things, because you got me curious now, that make it fun or different? Um, So it could be the venue, you know, finding something really cool that just opened or that people would want to go to. Um, A game, you know, somebody say people just like, you know, want to go, say they want to go to a, you know, for us, it's a Pistons game. We have a suite and taking your families can be really expensive. You're going to a game, you know, you get tip tickets, parking, food. Yeah. yeah I'd love to go then. Yeah. I take my family for free. Heck yeah. It's just finding different things like a, you know, a fun band. People can dance. Um, mm-hmm. It's 
the details in the food that, you know, it's just different things. It's, you yeah. know, it's kind of keeping an eye on what, you know, different event planners are doing and mm-hmm. what, what we think our customers will respond to. The things that are interesting at the time, I dare say even trendy. I mean, people like to try the next best thing. So, and that goes back to what you were saying before about really listening to your customers to figure out what event they'll like the most. That's the key. Uh, You're not going to invite somebody on a fishing trip if they, you know, hate fish or, (laughs) or saying, you know, it's, you're always going to be, I think that is truly, that's the key to success is getting people to go and do things that they already want to do. So, I mean, and that's what I think the team is good at. Um, We definitely make notes um, on that, you know, using the CRM. I think that's where other brand, you know, the branches can really start to, you know, get a system when you're meeting with a customer. Take notes, like, do, do they have four kids? One mm. just college, you know, they, oh, hey, they like to watch football. It's making those notes and then yeah. you can you know, reference it later when you're planning events or even if you're just checking in with them, you're asking them, you know, how's your, how's your kid? Like, how does he like school? It's, it's those things too, the small details, and then you can turn it into something a little bit bigger. Uh, it definitely sounds like a key step. <laughs> um, I of course have to ask the question because I'm sure everyone is curious about it. ROI, return on investment. It's a simple measure of revenue over cost, right? But how do you measure revenue if, if you don't see the fruition of this relationship until maybe years later? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, you know, that's a tricky question. I think people um, always want to know immediately, you know, where did that pay off? And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it will, you could be immediate, have immediate payout. Okay. I I had spent a thousand dollars and we booked a $500,000 job. Okay. Absolutely. That worked. Um, others, we have a customer in the state of Michigan. It's been years. We've been, you know, entertaining and inviting and uh, connecting. Um, the team has done a really fantastic job. And for years now, we keep getting work. We keep, you know, we've gotten, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it keeps coming. And honestly, it's because of that relationship. He's the decision mm-hmm. maker. He likes our team. Um, he likes that we kind of connect with him. I think, yep. you know, everything being equal, say it's everything being equal, you're generally going to go, okay, I'm going to go with the Lambac team because I like them, (laughs) you know, are they in the, even if it's not, it's in the back of their mind, they thought about my, that I like hunting and they took me on a, I I don't know, to me that it might be subconscious, but they're always going to go with the person that they have or the team that have, they have the connection with all things being equal. I've asked salespeople before um, as part of an exercise in training, um, think about a person that made a really big impact on you or that, I mean, the question varies, but someone that has had great influence on your life or that you would like to emulate. And typically they give answers that all come down to one thing, which is likability. Like they were liked, they were just liked by other people. And that goes such a long way. It, it blows my mind. And yet it doesn't at the same time. It's, it's so simple. And yet it's not like, it's just one of those things that it all comes back to, do they like you? Are you listening to them? Are you caring? Yes. The listening piece is, you know, people love talking about 
themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. So facilitate that. Interested in something they're interested in, you're always going to succeed. And, you know, the ROI piece too, I think you can look at the Michigan branch. They've been doing these events for 20 plus years and mm-hmm. every, you know, it, you can see, you can follow exactly our business has grown substantially. So there has to be connection to that. I mean, every year just pushing along. We've, I think it's being patient. Um, I think it's constantly reevaluating what you're doing. If something didn't work, don't do it again. Think of something else. And it is, it's pivoting. It's kind of, um, you have to constantly be reevaluating. And that's what we've been doing. I think since I've come in, they did have a lot of events, kind of just pushing them along going, is this still valid for us? Is this still working? And if, if it's not, can we fix it by just, you know, refreshing the event or doing something a little different, or should we just get rid of it all together and try something new? I think that's part of my job too, is constantly going, Hey guys, like, is this still good? Did we think, did this pay off? Did you, you know, we get any leads or connections? Did customers attend? Did they like it? And kind of driving, you know, pivoting in, in that aspect. I just have to give a call to action right now because listening to you, I'm just like, people need to get on this. This sounds like such a worthwhile investment. And I know it takes money. Uh, You have to spend money to make money, right? So I always say that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's part of the game. Uh Just got to do it. And so account managers, sales managers, sales teams, project teams, even branch managers, all y'all. Caitlin, can I volunteer that they can contact you if they have questions? Absolutely. No, okay. I, I mean, if they, you if, heard if it here, somebody, if you guys don't know where to start, you're just not sure you want ideas, you know, or just, you know, Hey, is this a, a good event? Is this the pricing look? Okay. All of that. I am, I, I'm the gal. So definitely okay. reach out. Cause I think, um, I think it's going to be beneficial, you know, for the company as a whole. I mean, I'm obviously very passionate about this topic because yeah. I think um, it's really important. And I was just really fortunate enough to find myself in a branch that feels so strongly about it. And I've been able to, um, they've let me kind of take the lead. Um, so I think, yeah, no, I'm happy to help anybody out anytime. Okay. Well, with that, thank you. I do have one last question for you, and it's our curveball question. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we've talked about today. So you ready? I am ready. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. If you, because you're in, you were in retail for a while, I thought this one would be appropriate. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Ooh. I'm an, I'm an, I love the nineties. I love music. I love the fashion. So, um, I love like a, you know, baggy, like Jinko (laughs) jean or bring um, it back. I'm all about it. So I am anything nineties I'm here for. Love it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be like, yep. And then a lot of them would be like, what? (laughs) Kind of the, more of the grunge nineties. The grunge nineties. Okay. Well, yeah, we got to be specific here. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing so much about this important topic. It really is a hot topic for the company and one that I think can be leveraged to bring in more money and also encourage a lot more smiling and happy customers because that's living out the we care value. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. It was great talking. 
So I know some of you have kickstarted some events already and others of you are just thinking about this now. You don't have to plan a 200 person event to start building relationships outside of work and I think Caitlin made that pretty clear. She also made it clear that there's help and resources available to you. So whether it's getting some hot dogs or planning a quick hunting trip, this is something you can start today to see incredible gains tomorrow. It's that we care core value lived out. Worth the investment, I'd say. We'll catch you next time on Limbach Unlocked.